guys, welcome to Grading the Graders, a podcast where we critique the education system in hopes of maybe changing it just a little. In today's episode, I'll be going over standardized testing. Most of us know standardized tests like the SAT, the ACT, TOEFL, LSAT, so many more. And most of us also believe that like they're the be all and end all of education, that there's nothing better than getting a 1600 on the SAT or a 36 on the SAT or whatever exam you're taking. I mean, at the end of the day, a four-hour exam is definitely the ultimate measure of a person's intelligence, potential, and worth. I mean, who needs years of diverse learning experiences, critical thinking, and creativity when you can just bubble in the correct answers on a multiple choice sheet, right? It's almost like the real world is just this massive scrantron waiting to be filled out. Brilliant. I mean, truly brilliant thinking. Anyways, moving on to the history of standardized testing. Let's rewind tape back to like the earliest 20th century when someone randomly thought, you know what we need? A way to measure everyone's brilliance in the same exact way. Enter standardized testing. It's a brainchild that basically promised us fairness, but left us questioning the meaning of life and all our decisions after we have taken it. People talk about its origins from like the Elementary and the Secondary Education Act of 1965, whatever that is, and um, the No Child Left Behind Act of 2001. Um, both of these are said to have institutionalized, whatever that means, standardized exams in schools, but at the end of the day, they're more like game shows. But instead of winning cash, you again get the joy of questioning your life choices. And thanks in part, or not in part, with massive thanks to our government for mandating standardized tests for all, because clearly nothing, like nothing better to say personalized learning like a one-size-fits-all exam. Well, the impact uh, of standardized testing has been pretty big. We've got schools literally prepping just for the test. We've got um, teachers turning into test prep wizards and students wondering if critical thinking even plays a part in the future, especially with ChatGPT now coming up and doing all the work and standardized testing kind of just being everything to care for. And there are also unintended consequences of, you know, standardized testing now becoming a big thing because the plot twists are like, the stress levels are through the roof for students and there's a test prep industry which is making millions of dollars just off making people ready for these tests and basically this entire thing is a reminder that equality in terms of learning and education and you know diversity is still just a big work in progress. Now I know that some people argue that tests like these, like the SATs and the ACTs, they play a crucial role in leveling a play field and establishing like clear norms so that we can differentiate, you know, students and having a uniform standard seems fair. Uh, it's like comparing apples to apples. It's literally an apples to apples comparison and it ensures that everyone is on the same page. It certainly makes it easier for colleges for their admission process, even though they never fucking pay attention to grades. Because based on grades, every second fuck here should be in Yale. <sighs> Sorry, I got a little sidetracked, a little anger from the admission process came back. 
Uh, anyways, as I was saying, standardized tests are a great way of leveling the playfield. I accept that. However, these tests tend to favor a specific type of learner. You know, I did well on those tests because I'm I have a good memory and I do well with you know numbers and English as to you know because they are the two things which is tested on the ACT, SAT. I mean, and I did well in that even though some of my other friends who are smarter than me did bad, and you know it's this specific type of learner just does better and it leaves others in dust it's basically the same as comparing a fish or judging a fish on its ability to climb a tree it's just does not fit you know and the system is so focused on uniformity that it sometimes overlooks you know the diversity and the richness of individual talents and strengths it's like again another analogy is just like it's trying to measure the vastness of like an ocean or it's like trying to measure an ocean with a teaspoon you're missing out on like a whole lot you're missing out on the big picture final topic i want to go over in this episode or is alternatives to standardized testing you know and i did say that standardized testing is a great way but i feel like either we need to replace it completely or combine it with something just to make sure that we have a more holistic, you know, grading process for students or just in general to make sure that we're not leaving out parts of a student's personality and character in just judging them by grades and their ability to memorize answers. Uh, the first thing I came up with were project-based assessments. You know, students can showcase their knowledge but also be creative about it and apply it to real world scenarios. It's almost like taking book smart to street smarts. And you know, that's what companies want. They want book smart, but they also want you to be able to apply it. Uh, moving on, we also have portfolios, uh, something we've been doing in English 1007 studio, which is legit like being in an elementary school class. But anyways, it's basically taking a few of your best creations, your artifacts, so to say, they can be writing, photographs, you know, anything, uh, anything that showcases your achievements and basically turn it into like a one page dynamic display. It's basically like a visual journey of your academic and personal evolution. And I am assuming it beats a sheet of bubbles. And another one is competency-based assessments. Uh, and basically, they differ in the sense that competency-based assessments ass assess your skill on one subject and they're in a given time frame, but they assess it based on like real-world application stuff. So like word problems and, you know, other things. And basically, they it's like shifting from a one-size-fits-all kind of, you know, mentality to a learn at your own pace mentality. And, you know, students can advance into the next topic or the next difficulty as to when they truly grasp the concept and not just, you know, when the bell rings or the invigilator says, yeah, pens down, you know, and these are just a few of the examples that I have as alternatives or not, or even just additions to test, to standardized testing. And just adding even one of these can make like a big difference in the way education is and testing is just perceived by students and both teachers.
in summary, just to you know, kind of go over things. In this episode, we talked about standardized testing and how it levels the playing field and gives an apples to apples comparison for a lot of students and for colleges, even though they don't fucking pay attention to it. Uh, anyways, um, that's where standardized testing is good, where it falls short is where it ignores the character and the personality of a person and it focuses too much on uniformity. And, um, you know, to add to that, we said that we can combine them with, you know, competency-based assessments or portfolios or project-based assessments, you know, and a various combination of these things to just make sure that a student gets most out of his education and that they're prepared for just the real world and they're both book and street smart and not just, you know, used to memorizing answers and just, you know, copy-pasting things. Um, that was it, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and I uh, hope it was not very monotonous. But, alright, have a good day.